Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nick Asylum Podcast. I have the one and only Zach with me. Hi. So, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions, but a lot of these questions he knows. I'm not going to throw a bunch of questions he doesn't know. You know, he's kind of a shy individual, so I don't want to put him too much on the hot seat. So, so I guess we could start off with TikTok, since you know a lot about that more than I do. So, he was telling me that Obviously, he's getting a little bit paid here. Not enough to get robbed, so don't come looking for him. No. Don't. So, mod, how does that, like, actually work for you? Like, modding other people's stuff, is it the same as, like, modding for, like, Twitch or any other live streaming platform? Well, it depends on the person you're modding for. She actually pays me back. Like, How does that work? Like, if I'm... Like, if I'm ever in a box or something, like, on somebody's live, she just comes by and drops me coins, so, like, basically payment for me. Did they click on the person's name and then go through and then click mod to make them a mod? Mm-hmm. How many, what are these people all here for? Well, they're, they're doing, like, boxes, like, battles where people send coins and then whoever gets, like, 1k is the winner and then whoever gets the lowest score gets kicked out. That's just, like, a, some game they do on TikTok. Huh. It's pretty popular. I've seen one where it's like a battle. It's like two people, and then it'll be a red and blue bar, and it has to yeah, push. That's, yeah, that's like actual battling. I do that too, but I don't like asking people for coins. That's basically what it is. I'm just like, just get in boxes and talk. You don't want people to spend money? No, don't they send don't me have. anything. You don't have to. It's not a requirement. But some people get in there, and they'll like just get the coins and then dip. Damn. Yeah. Some people never turn around mic and they just sit there the whole time and get coins. That's a little strange. Yeah. TikTok is weird like that. So it depends on who you're modding for, really. Most people don't get paid for theirs. I'm really not getting paid, but she pays me back in coins, which generates the money, so. What's the most you've ever made? Like, from in all? Yeah. The probably $142 that I made the other day. That was just from one live. That's, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Just sitting on live, 142 bets. That's not bad at all. No. What is the most frustrating thing you find with TikTok? People reporting you for no <laughs> reason. And then TikTok, instead of having normal people look at your stuff, they have bots looking at it. Yeah, literally somebody reported me for sexual content just because I was playing a song that... They didn't like, so they tried to get me banned, and but it didn't work. I appealed it and got my account restored or well, live access anyway. I had a video get removed back in the day before I started doing story times. It was like United States, Canada, Russia, and on the second part, I like stabbed the knife. It was a butter knife right into the table, and I was like, "The fuck you say about Mother Russia?" And uh, yeah, they removed it and I appealed it, and they still removed it. I was like, "Oh, yeah, don't do that again." Got removed. If you have any kind of weapons or anything like that, you're you're done. Or you say anything inappropriate about anything, it's over. Like, never say the word midget. Oh, God. Or, you know, the N-word. <laughs> or anything that's derogatory, you will get banned. Like, it literally takes them, like, 30 seconds, and you're gone. Damn. What's the longest ban that TikTok has? Permanent. <laughs> Which means you never get to go live or do anything again. Or you lose your whole account. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're very like strict on everything. Like you even said, like if you 
because I've been doing this, like you tap the likes on somebody's live to the point where it can eventually be like ban you for con- like liking it too much. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, it'll still say that you're liking it, but when the person goes back and actually looks at it, their likes are actually lower than what the screen showed because you were banned when you didn't know it. Does it kick you out of their live? No, you just like you'll you'll start seeing that your likes aren't counting eventually. Just takes a minute for the algorithm to notice. TikTok is weird. So, does it matter what you're commenting in order to get comment banned? No. It just depends on how many times you comment. But, that, it takes a lot to get comment banned. Like, you have to be spamming, like, really, really bad. <laughs> I've only seen one person ever get comment banned, so... Just don't go in and copy and paste stuff, like, over and over. You might get banned. Or spam. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody actually lose their account permanently. Like, usually you can get it back. It just takes work. Right. I got in trouble one time. Can't remember what it was for. But I got shadow banned, and I could tell it was like 68 followers, like 68 views. But then the next one I'd post was back to like 200. And I was like, yeah, something happened for a period mm-hmm. of time. I don't know what it was. I couldn't find a niche at the beginning. I was like, what am I going to do? I had one where I was like doing had Justin Bieber sound yummy and I was pouring like yum yum <laughs> sauce on rice. That was my first video ever. But then I explored and then just one day I just sat down and was like, I'm going to do these story times. Like, these are interesting. I think people would be interested in my crazy life. And uh, it just snowballed from there. Literally, you could do anything. There's people that go on live and eat and people watch them. But bangs, dude. Yeah. There's little people that are on TikTok every night and they're just sleeping, and I have like hundred, I have like a hundred people in the room watching them sleep. Do you think those people are actually streaming? Some of them. <laughs> I was in there one live, and we were like, we were having fun. This person was sleeping, and we we're in the comment section like, we under your bed, we watching you. It's really it's not uncomfortable. It's really weird. <laughs> or they'll leave the screen and be gone for an hour, and then you're still sitting there like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. Or like some people be an a hole. You'll literally comment something, and you'll be like the only person comment, and they'll like look down, and they won't even like respond to your message. You're like, I asked you a question, a hole. Answer it. But then you say something like, I asked you a freaking question. And they're like, Don't get all hostile. You're like, What? <laughs> I asked you this question three times, and I waited in between those responses. And it wouldn't be like somebody who has like a constant like a chat moving. That's that's understandable. But if I could still see my comment right there, there's come on now. You're purposely not answering it. You know it makes me laugh. Everybody on TikTok does it for the most part. You'll comment on their live, they'll read the comment out loud, and then they'll respond. I've never seen body somebody look at a comment and go, oh, and then say something. They'll be like, You think my roof looks nasty? Well, I don't think the roof looks nasty at all. You know, they'll read it out loud, whether it's loud or whispering. They'll always read it out loud, and I think it's the funniest thing. So, I don't know. TikTok is a weird place. It really is. It could be very toxic, too. Yeah. People literally report you for no reason. Like, they're just coming here live, and they're like, I don't like you. I'm just going to mass report you. But I could come in here half naked, underage, shaking my butt, and I'm getting a lot of views and won't get reported. Yeah, literally, I saw this girl. Oh, that's a lie. I did see somebody get their account permanently banned for something stupid, too. Like, 
she literally like was brushing her hair in her hand like hit her shirt and pulled down like she didn't do it on purpose like she went like that and it like revealed her chest area and she got banned and, and then she'll never get her account back like it's gone damn that was an accident though did it show like her cleavage completely i mean you could see it but you couldn't like see the whole thing it was like that like, halfway like you could just see the outline basically like you're wearing a bikini like you can't wear a bikini on live or you might get banned because somebody might not like it tiktok is just very strange they have these new apps that are coming out that are trying to be like not like youtube and them like rumble they yeah. came out with that or they come out with um kick who's twitch's competitor but it's weird because rumble's more like live stream but too I, but i've heard that kick is actually better because they don't take if you make money on kick they don't take as much as twitch does oh twitch has a lot of rules you can't say simp you can't say virgin or incel or they'll ban you <laughs> even the big creators they're like went from a 70 30 cut to now like 50 50 cut and it's gotten to the point where a lot of them have jumped shipped and go to youtube because it's like more money or they'll go to kick because you could say whatever you want, because Kick's owned by Stake, which is a gambling website from out of the United States. They're in another country, but they let you pretty much get away with some things. Not everything, but some things. You know, Rumble's like that, too. It's supposed to be YouTube's competitor. I use Rumble. I looked at it, and it's like, it's still fairly new, so there's not a lot of stuff up there. And a lot of it's live stream. It's kind of like, looks like Twitch a little bit, but I'm like, why don't y'all make it more like YouTube if it's going to be YouTube's competitor? Like, I typed in Eminem or Jay-Z and their name won't even pop up. I'm like, yeah, you know you're brand new and you ain't got that up there. But you got Lo-Fi Girl up there. I'm like, Lord have mercy. Yeah. That's strange. I like TikTok, but I just don't like some of the rules that it has and some of the people. Yeah. Like, I always, you know, everybody always plays music when they go live. You have to be careful about what music you play. Man. I got in trouble for that because I didn't use the sound actually on the thing. It was Many Men by 50 Cent. It was a skit, and I was like walking through my mirror, Many Men wish death upon me, and then they hit me with it. I was like, assholes. Yeah. You can get banned very easily for stupid stuff. Yeah, because I had it playing through the Alexa instead of playing as a sound, and that's where they got me. It's, there's a lot of problems. Now they are on the street. Like when you go live, you can play music in the background but it just can't be like anything vulgar mm. it's sad because like there's these new um websites like epidemic sounds and stuff that'd be promoting you know to influencers like oh you can use this type of music without being copyrighted because like on youtube for a while they would even if somebody would drive by playing a song they would copyright it and i was like are you fucking kidding me like, that's stupid <laughs> Sorry that, you know, that person in the truck that passed me that I didn't even know existed five minutes ago is playing a song and I'm getting nailed for that. Not happy about that at all. I wouldn't be happy at all. So now you're a senior in college. I know, old. So what do you think about what you learned so far in film? Well, I missed a lot, but I feel like I learned more than I would have learned if I just like you know started doing it on my own. Cause I've learned how to do camera, which I never wanted to do. That's not my interest, but I know how to do it. 
what is your audio? What is your strongest point out of all those positions, and what is your mm-hmm. weakness? I'm more of a writer, producer person. My weakness would be director, camera. I'm actually pretty good at audio. I do that often. I actually like it. It's fun because you just stand there with the headphones on, and you're just standing there and listening. Yeah, you're the only person that can yell cut besides the director because if the sound's not, you know, doing right, you'll be like, okay, like, stop. We have to fix it. Because literally, we were filming one day, and there was, like, they were doing construction, like, near us, and you could literally hear them banging throughout the whole thing. So I was like, you have to, we have to stop, and, like, I had to maneuver, so, like, change the mics around, see which one worked the best until we couldn't hear it, which it didn't work. So we just had to like wait until they like were quieter. It was very tricky. You think that's why it takes movies so long to come out? Like, let's just say one movie will come out now, and then another one will come out like four years later. Do you think it's because of trying to find locations, get the you know license for those locations, and the mics and the camera angles and the actors, and work around the actors' schedules through their everyday life? I think most is probably actors and locations, and probably um licenses, because those take the longest. Probably actors are the main holdup because they're dramatic and take forever. And then I heard that in some scenes, like they'll cut and then they'll change the camera lens on it. There was one guy I was listening to. He said Robert De Niro was like helping him cry because he had to cry for the scene, like five takes of crying. Like, that's a lot to cry. Like, it's hard to keep yourself crying for five different takes. Yeah. It's really hard, too, when you're, like, doing the same scene, like, six or seven times, like, to get it exactly how you did it the first time. Because if you do it differently, then you have, like, six different scenes, and you have to go through and pick the best one, and they may all suck. Right. And that's, like, the cutting part that I, and editing, because I've been listening to Logan Paul's old editor, who now works for Mr. Beast, um... I'll listen to how he makes videos and how he cuts them, but then he'll also bring people on that um, that are big time. Like he had this guy on, he was like, yeah, YouTube Red, when that was around competing, they had all these shows on YouTube Red. One of them was successful, the rest of them failed. So that one show, everybody was like, oh, it's not going to last, it's not going to make it. Well, Netflix picked it up, and now we all know it today as Cobra Kai. So it started off as a YouTube Red series, and now it's one of Netflix's biggest shows. But mm. he would have people up there from uh, editors of Euphoria, editors from, uh, what is that other show, Cobra Kai. And he would have all those people, different people on there. And I learned a lot through editing, because editing is a big freaking deal. Like, if I punch you in the face, I got to make sure the sound of the punch is, like, perfect. And that's something that... <laughs> that's something that I um I admire the editors like there's so much work yeah um editing we have to do that too you have to edit your own stuff like last semester we had to edit our own stuff but this time making our own movie we get to like pick somebody to be our editor or you can edit yourself if you want to I'm not doing that I wouldn't do that no but editing's actually pretty cool because 
it's just time consuming and it takes a lot because you literally can move one clip and it messes up all the rest of them and you have to go back and fix every single individual one and then it might not end up how you want it to and then like i said like you could film six different clips each of them suck so then you have to go and find parts from each six of them and combine them all into one that's not fun yeah and you might think oh this is good and you play it for all five people and all five of those people are like this shit is ass you can answer if you need um so like you could think oh this scene right here this 30 seconds is amazing you go and you play it for the audience they're like this is the worst thing i've ever seen and then trying to get people to feel the emotion like let's see you're you're filming a sad scene and like you think it's sad but then these people watching it are like we don't feel any sadness it's like how to capture that emotion through a camera is where i find it complicated same with like you know we love the horror genre if you don't get that jump scare or get that psychological perfect then it won't work because it's different like i can watch a woman walk through a haunted attraction and i can scare her right there but trying to scare her through her cam through a camera that's on her tv that she's sitting five feet away from is going to be a lot harder than her being right in front of me that's... I think my favorite part about film school is um, probably the connections you make with people. Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual filming part. I mean, that's fun too, don't get me wrong, but like, you make strong connections with people because you find people that are interested in different things and you get to know them and you find out you're not all that different. Right. So. And they might be good at something and they might be able to help you in the future and you might be able to help them. Yeah. I like that's the best part like you never know like in the future after we graduate like who will call you and be like hey i got you a part on this movie i need you to come help and then you'll literally be struggling to find a job and somebody will come through for you that you never would have thought of and that's the problem i feel like with these actors and stuff is like you'll get on a project and do it for like six to eight months and then you're out of a job until you either pick up another gig or these people have another project to do yeah, I think that's the worst part, especially right now with the writer's strike and there's not a lot of stuff going on, so it's kind of hard to find geeks and they're not like shutting down because of the writer's strike. Like literally everything is taking heat on that, so just hope they get this all before I graduate. Right, it's it's highly annoying because it's just like, just pay people a little bit better. But that's not how they want it. They're like, CEOs make everything, and y'all just get breadcrumbs. Yeah, the writer really gets screwed in every situation you look at. Because in our legal class, we looked at like the different scenarios between writers and like producers, directors. It don't matter what you do as a writer. like You're always getting the short end of the stick. It don't matter like if you wrote it or what. It doesn't matter. Like If you're just a co-writer, you still get screwed. It don't matter. You always make less than anybody involved. And you're the main brains behind it. Like, if it wasn't for your writing, this story wouldn't exist and these people wouldn't know it. And to you do. literally have no say so. Like, you sell it. You basically sell your story to the director and you have nothing. Like, they can change it and do whatever they want to. God, that's horrible. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be. That's like one thing that sucks about away. being a writer, which it's is what I want to be. But so. you can make a book about it and make money off of it. But yeah. if you give it to a director, they can 
turn your whole movie into something that was completely and it might not even be as good you'd be like dude if you would have stuck to my story you'd be making millions but you went in this direction and now you're not making jack shit yeah there's plenty of movies that have gone down like that that recently came out and done good at the box office but they literally went left of what the writer wanted so it's kind of sad and they rush it too they rush these things where they'll be like oh i think this will work and it's like they it's very selfish it's about hey either my way or the highway and it's like that's not cool everybody should chip in but at the same time you don't want to have too many opinions because you might have 15 different stories and that's why i want to be a writer director producer do you think it'd be better just to start your own production company than instead of joining yeah so you can make this you could so you call, call the, shots. the shots so nobody can tell you like hey i want to change this you would be like no we're leaving it how i want it you could definitely do it i believe in you i think that you can definitely do it i just got to graduate first and if i don't graduate i'm still gonna do it because you really don't need a degree the degree just gives you like a you know a better advantage if you decide to go and be on one of these production teams because literally if you get a degree, it looks better because they're like, it depends on the school you went to, too, because some schools don't show you. You're just there sitting in class. But if you went to, like, per se, Liberty or somewhere that's, like, hands-on, they're like, oh, okay, then this person actually knows what they're doing, so we can bring them on. Like, literally, somebody last year that graduated, I didn't really know them, but I seen them in passing. They were working on the Spider-Man No Way Home movie. So that was pretty cool. And there's been, like, you go to Liberty... Um, there's posters all down the cinema hallway of like movies that people have graduated and worked on so it's pretty cool to think like oh i could possibly be working on the next big project there was this guy thinking about big movies like that this guy mr green screen i can't stand watching his video he keeps ruining them he has these youtube shorts and he'll sit there he's wearing an all green you know suit and then he went and did like uh, Wednesday, the part where she's dancing. He goes and he stops and he's using like a tablet. He stops, goes down, special effects, goes down the green screen, and then it shows the green guy helping her dance. And then he'll just sit back and put the sunglasses on and music start playing. And he goes like this. He's ruined so many movies for me because they all have like the green screens in the back. And he'll like expose the green screen. I'm like, you asshole. Yeah. You yeah, ruined this movie for me. That's sad. And then literally CGI has took over. Yeah, like, I understand, like, some CGI, like, if you're doing, like, a Pacific Rim or Transformers, something like that, but I remember watching Mama, and I was like, oh my gosh, she looks so creepy, then you saw her face, it was CGI, you're like, this is just not scary anymore. No, movies are not what they used to be no. in the 90s, the 2000s, even some of the 2000s movies were good. I feel like the 80s are really underrated, and 70s are really underrated for movies, because we didn't have all the technology we had back then. So it's more creative. Now you can just like literally CGI something together. Right, and it could be just like that. And it might not even be as good as the original. And the thing is like with the green screens, it's like it seems like a lot of these movies are filmed in like a warehouse. And then it's yep. just like, oh, I just made a scene here and it's like It's literally filmed on sound stages. Like it could be like like the new screen movie, they literally made it like New York but they were really in Canada. They literally just filmed on the stage to hold down. Which makes no sense. Same with like Wrong Turn. It's like I looked at where they filmed the originals and it's all in Canada. I'm like, why are you going to talk about West Virginia? Which West Virginia has the mountains. They have enough area to do that. Because I've been through West Virginia. I'm like, there ain't nothing but woods. 
I was like, it would have been perfect to film West Virginia, West Virginia. Why the hell are you doing it in Canada? Even the yeah. new ones in Canada. Canada has, like, a lot of movies that are filmed there. Especially now, like, Hollywood is basically falling off. A lot of movies are in Atlanta, Wilmington. I mean, just random places. Richmond. Hollywood really is not where it's at anymore. It's so crazy. Like, speaking of, like, Wilmington and stuff, they can you can build a scene for a movie, but then when you go and you see it in person, it looks doesn't even look like what it is. Like, the conjuring, that tree in that backyard is not even real. They made that. Yeah. I still can't believe that one of the Halloween movies was shot there. That's kind of... Oh, at the Wilmington uh, Halloween Kills? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is cool. Wasn't Scream 5 some of it filming in Wilmington as well? Mm. I think it was the scene where she's like driving through the neighborhood. Was I can't Wilmington. remember, but yeah, most people don't realize that um, when you make big movies like that, you don't always have the location for a long time. So like you can film in Canada one, like one month and then the next month you could be in a totally different place. Right. Just depends on like if they secure the location. Like, that's why locations is not like if you want to work on set don't work on locations you're gonna have a headache something's wrong with me i don't know if it's anxiety or what like the room's like i don't know what the hell it was just like i was sitting here and the longer i sat here it was just like you it's like my eyes are like zoning out and i'm like oh my god am i like fucked up on something you're saying go ahead (laughs) i feel like like i don't know if it's anxiety or what but my body feels light I'm not sick. Weird. What's that Lynchburg air? Yeah, Lynchburg air got me fucked up. Must be the altitude too, I guess. Hope it's not the air conditioning. Maybe we're... Poisoning me. My, uh, was it... Carbon monoxide me? Oh, no. Yeah, because I don't have a headache or anything. It's just like, I feel like I'm... Like, I smoked some weed and now I'm like getting high. Okay, that's weird. Crazy because I've got yeah, you feel lightheaded, like... My eyes are twitching. So weird. Something's wrong with this room. I need a refund. <laughs> but it's so weird, like, the way the movies are, too. Like like you said, Atlanta, Wilmington, Canada, and then maybe some other parts. I think Halloween... Like you said, you only get a location for maybe a month. My thing is, how the hell do the TV shows do it? Is it, like, a soundstage, like, um... Vampire Diaries, they actually, like, rented out a house to use for the main house. I'm like, how the fuck did they do that if somebody lives there? Yeah, um, that's really hard to do. It just depends on the location and how much money the the production has in, in it. Like, if you have a lot of money to put into it, then, yeah, you can definitely do that. But if you don't, if it's, like, a short film or, like, a in like an independent film, you're not gonna, you're never gonna have enough money. Just depends. And if you have a big backing, like if you have like people higher ups with money involved, like because most people that make movies actually don't make that's like the stereotype. Most people think, oh, this person has made a lot of money or they have a lot of money to put into a movie when really they don't put in any money. They just have a person backing them. So it just depends on the money situation. Are you about to pass out? Blumhouse. Because he's got Universal to back him up. 
that's how he's able to do a lot of this shit. Yeah, he's getting ready to ruin another franchise for us. What is it? I heard there's going to be a new Nightmare on M Street movie. So he's been to ruin that now. The 2010 one was already... Uh. I mean, if if the rumors are true, I don't know who it was. I think it was Blumhouse. So, maybe not. And then the new Scream movie that they're getting ready to release. Um, they're They're changing the director director again i think it's christopher nolan oh lord so it's like he directs horror comedies mostly so I'm not sure how that's gonna go they're finna ruin i mean they've already ruined it enough I'm like just let it go he, he just we're done at this point yeah we're done with this honestly they should have never made scream five or even had scream six i mean they were good don't get me wrong but they should just have to go alone it's a cash grab now. Yeah, that's really all it is. I think they should have stopped at four. Yeah, they really should have stopped at three, but... Right? <laughs> three would have been a good ending right there. But that four was, Mickey, was not bad, but four wasn't great either. It's starting to get to the point where you know who the killer is before the thing even happens. Like, when I was watching Screen 5, they were stabbing everybody, but then when in the hospital, they just slammed him against the wall and knocked him out. I was like, he's the killer. Yeah. And then come to find out. And then Dewey's dumbass. He knows damn well not to do that. I was like, come on now. Y'all literally killed him off in the stupidest way possible. I think um, that's the fun part about Scream, though, is you literally know who the killer is. But cause most people are like, you didn't know who the killer was in Scream, the Scream 1996. I was like, you literally knew the whole entire time that Billy was the killer. You might not have known that Stu was, but it literally was obvious. I'll be back. Right. And they have, I've, I never knew that they had both two different uh, killing styles. One, both hands, the other one, one hand. So I you think the only one that I was genuinely surprised by, like, killer reveal and Scream was, most people probably don't agree with me because there's a lot of stigma behind Scream too, but I literally was not expecting that news reporter lady to be the killer. Oh, it ended yeah. up being Billy's mother. Like, that was a surprise. I already knew it was Mickey. It's easy to tell that, but I didn't know who the second killer was. I did not expect her to be that to be Billy's mother. Like I didn't think that. I was telling you one time, they could since it's a movie, they could probably just wing it somehow. Is that don't show who the killer is throughout the movie and go back to Stu's house and it'd be Stu because he got a TV fell on him. So they could play that one off as like because the TV didn't actually like break. They just made it look like it broke on him. Yeah. So they could have just brought it back and then had Sid and. You know, Gail there, and then he pulls off the mask and be like, it's good to see you again. Like, you know, that would have been nostalgia for the original Ghostface fans. But I don't know how they would have pulled that one off, but I think it would have worked. Especially everybody thinking, oh, these new killers, whatever, and then boom, one of the originals. They can't bring Billy back because he's dead. And most people probably want to argue with this, but Scream 4 had a good killer, even though you could tell it was her the whole time. Jill? Yeah, she literally... She was the good killer. Even was the though, boyfriend's Robbie, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really care for him. Well, he did most of the killing, but I mean, she's not dead. She literally got shot in the chest. Didn't y'all watch the first movie when they said you have to shoot him in the head? Literally? Bulletproof vest. They they showed it with Mickey. I mean, she was literally in the hospital, but still, she probably could still be alive. It could have been her and Stu. What? Because before Wes Craven died, he. He had a vision for five and six that he wanted to do, and Sydney basically was gonna 
not be the main character anymore. It was going to follow Jill. I mean, Sydney was still going to be there, but she wasn't like the main attraction anymore. It's going to follow the new people like they're trying to do now. But it, they're not doing it as good. No. I mean, I think they're doing a good job, but they're just not doing the legacy characters. And the, because the whole part about Scream was the legacy characters. Like, that was the whole thrill. And now you've killed one of them. So we don't have Dewey anymore. And he was actually, like, a very popular main character. I mean, I like Gail, but we could have killed Gail. Yeah, could have killed Gail. Get her, get her fuck up. Sorry, Courtney Cox, but get her up out of here. And then she literally almost died in a new one, so... I think that's going to be, like, their new opening that, oh, yeah, Gail's dead, and that's, like, their lore to bring Sydney back. They just need to pay her more and just bring her back. I think she's done, honestly, which I don't blame her. I thought they should just do one more and have her and then have Stu and Jill be the killers and then just end it there. Yeah. Or at least bring Stu back, if not both of them. Everybody says they're both dead, but they're not. The nostalgia would be so cool because you would have the newer Scream fans and then the older Scream fans come together and it end it like that. And there's also a theory that um it's not Jill that's alive, but Charlie. Because you know in Scream 5, in the opening, when Jenna Ortega answers the phone and he's like, my name is Charlie. Everybody thinks that's Charlie from Scream 4 because he it never shows him getting shot in the head. But I'm like, that's a reach. Just right. like Jill, that's a reach. But I think it would be good to have Jill and Stu as the killers. Don't even show them. Have people thinking that these new group of people are the killers. And in all reality, just have them too. And they'd be like, everybody be like, fuck. Because, you know, they wouldn't be expecting it. They'd be thinking, okay, this guy or this guy, this guy, this guy is the killer. Yeah, because everybody already knows where Screen 7 is going if they do it. It's going to be... It's going to be her, like, they're going to have come up with, like, a half-sibling. It's going to be Jenna Ortega or her sister or something weird like that. Like, they've been the killers the whole time. Like, wow, yeah, we didn't know this. But if you brought back the two, like, one from four and one from one and bring them together, no one would expect that. I feel like they should just stop trying to remake movies and just make your own content. It seems like they're running, like, Disney's doing it, too. They're doing live actions, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. I got no right. What's next? Live action, Aladdin, Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid, Lion King. Jesus Christ. Next thing you know, it's going to be a live action Toy Story. Yeah, but I don't think that they're rapping because the guy behind Toy Story wouldn't. He owns the rights, I think. So. I wouldn't do it. It looked dumb. You know, Toy, you know, Toy Story was literally like supposed to be different than it was was now. Like they tried to make it, they tried to make him change, like make it like a villain story. Make you know, like we've always thought Buzz and what's the other one's name? Woody. Yeah, I don't know why that was slipping my mind. Buzz and Woody were supposed to be like. Enemies, like for real, not just frenemies, but like, no, that's not what it's about. It's family friendly, yeah. But then, yeah, I didn't really like the new Lightyear movie, it was dumb. I didn't like it. And then having Buzz is also Zerg, I was like, yeah, that makes zero sense. The like, future Buzz is Zerg. I'm like, that. that's not how Toy Story lame. went, it is lame. That's why I don't like get excited for movies no more because it's just like you can literally watch the trailer and it spoils the whole movie for you. 
there's only been like a few movies that I've gone and seen. I can't even tell you when the last movie I saw. If you want me to be honest, it was probably Sonic the Hedgehog, and that was it. Yeah, I actually like those. The one, first one and the second one, they were actually pretty good. Jim Carrey's supposedly retiring, so he won't be there for the third. I know, sad. Like Buck. But they're bringing Shadow in, so that's cool. Yep, but who's going to be Doctor or whatever his name is? He'll probably, they'll, he'll probably might do the third one. Or him, he just won't have him in there. Like Doctor, whatever. He went on vacation. He's not here anymore. He's back on Mushroom Planet. Order to replace Jim Carrey and think we won't notice. Right. Yeah, we'll notice. And I hate when they take old movies of classics too and like try to redo them. Like Son of the Mask was god awful. Yeah. And then you have like all the horror movies getting remade and added. Like how many wrong turns do we need? How many Halloweens do we need? Yeah, and they say they're done with Halloween. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, Halloween ends, yeah. Boom, it's not man. ending. It'll literally come back. I didn't like how Michael was, like, barely here, but they were focused on that other guy, Corey, more. The more I watch it, the more I think it wasn't terrible, but the, I think the way they went about it was terrible. Like, if you were going to try to introduce, like, a new killer or whatever, you should have just went with the Halloween 4 storyline. That would have been smart. Yeah, but... Apparently those movies don't exist, so we're just supposed to like act like they're not there. It's so frustrating. I heard, um, I heard that um, in Halloween too, the reason why the mask was like yellow looking is because they put it under this lady had it under her bed and she was like smoking in her room so much that it ended up staying in the mask and they just went with it. They're like, fuck it, we'll put it in the movie, and that's why it's like more yellowish than the original. I don't. As far as the mask goes, I think the scariest one. I mean, obviously the first one was pretty horrifying, but the one in four was generally like creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. It like, gave me nightmares. And then anyone after that is just like horrible. They're trying to make it like too CGI. Like, I don't know. They're making it like too trying to be realistic. Like, you're trying to make it his Yeah, face. like the Halloween kills and ends mask. They were... Yeah. My favorite part about Halloween kills is probably just the fire scene when he comes out the house. Halloween kills was better than. Ends, but it wasn't better than 2018 one. 2018 was pretty good. That was actually pretty good. I like him holding up the mask. I just don't like that we're just supposed to ignore everything after the first movie, and this is supposed to take up after the first movie. Like, the second through the rest don't exist. Right, they're just like, oh, we're just going to cut all these out. And then the fact that they're not siblings. Yeah, that's stupid. Because in original, he is. Yeah, so you really can't call it a sequel to the original because they're not siblings. Oh, he's not targeting me now. Literally, the whole reason he was targeting her. So he could kill all his family so they couldn't keep him, you know, locked up. And they're just like, oh, they're not siblings. She's like, oh, good. Now I can relax now. She's over here having her family at dinner and shit. I'm like, Jesus Christ. She went from being paranoid in 2018 to now, like, we're having dinner. Let's celebrate. Yeah, and and, and the opening to Halloween, and she's literally sitting with her back to the door writing a book. Like... Lori Stroh would never. No, she'd be too damn paranoid for that. I don't know what's wrong with them. And some of the kills have gotten a little lame. Like, they could have worked a little bit more on their kills. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to try to do another Halloween movie and it's going to ruin everything. Even worse than it's already been ruined. Halloween begins. <laughs> it's coming. Just wait till after the writer's strike. They'll come out with one. I bet. Oh, God, I don't know about that Nightmare on Elm Street. That's really going to be bad. 
Yeah, I need to Google it so I can see if I'm right. I think it's going to be horrible. I don't think it's going to be any good at all, honestly. And I'm not trying to shade anybody, but it is. A... I mean, the one that came out in 2010, right? Or 9? It wasn't that good. Yeah, 2010. That was a problem with CGI as well. That was too much CGI. I actually did like the Friday the 13th one that came out in 2009. It actually was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like as good as the original first three, but I mean, it was pretty solid for a remake. Better um, than... I didn't see that one. Better than the Friday the 13th. And Freddy vs. Jason is underrated. It's Big time. Right yeah, it's very underrated. That was the first one I've ever seen of them too. Like, I've never seen a Nightmare on Elm Street or anything, but you showed me Freddy vs. Jason first. Because a lot of horror movies, everybody listening, uh, Zach introduced me to, because he's a big horror fan, and his, and his parents had, like, every movie you could think of. Every single one of them. And that, that's the thing, like, I don't know, it seems like all of them are going down, but these independent movies are doing well, like, when Terrifier 2 came out, a little too gory, but I like it. I think it was pretty good. It did pretty good, too. Like, financially, they actually went above the budget that they had for it. I think Art the Clown is creepier than Pennywise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifier 2 was... It was good, but... I don't know. The first one just kind of was it for me. second one just was generally freaky. It was freaky and a lot of gore. Especially at the end with the head... Oh, uh, yeah, that, that was, was weird. That was disgusting. I was like, what? It just seemed like it was just all gore. No. But that's the that's not the reason why people don't like the Terrifier movies, because they're just basically gore. But, I mean, whatever. I think it's, it just depends on your preferences. I know a lot of people are probably going to laugh about the Tubi thing, but Tubi has a lot of good horror movies, even though a lot of them are bad. There are some good ones up there. I will go up on Tubi. And Is I'll it free? Like, yeah. I'll go on Tubi and I'll just watch um random horror movies. It's, they're like B, C movies. They're not like popular. Some of them are independent. but I'm actually excited about that because, I mean, that gives independent people a chance. Yeah, you should check it out. And it's yeah, free, too. So, I mean, you get what you're paying for, yeah. which is if free. If you haven't checked out Tubi, you need to. You got Tubi and Shuttered. I heard about I don't know how Shuttered is. Shutter is trash. <laughs> you pay all that money and you literally get nothing. So it doesn't really have a big library. No, not anything good, really. Uh I mean except like when AM you know, like when they come out like doing the Halloween stuff, like you'll get good stuff then, but mostly it's not good. But do you think it'd be hard to get your like independent film on a Tubi or Shutter? Um, not on Tubi, but probably Shutter. Shutter probably be a little bit more difficult. Tubi is a lot of opportunities to independent filmmakers. That was smart of them. That's the thing. That's, and Tubi literally has free TV. Like, you can watch TV on there too. It's got everything. I mean, some of the stuff is not great, granted, but I mean, is that where you would start putting your films at? If yeah, or YouTube, or both, or both. Do you think you would start off with YouTube first? 
and then move over to Tubi, like get it on the Tubi. If you can't get it on the Tubi, put it on YouTube. Yeah, I'll start with YouTube because I'm not sure about how to get a movie on Tubi of what it would take. You can probably put it on Rumble too because Rumble has no restrictions. Yeah, and YouTube's getting a lot stricter with their content too. So that's what I'd be worried about because they're trying to push more f uh, family friendly. Because I was just watching a video and then it was like Nikki and some other kid name and it was like 25 million subscribers and the video was a year ago and it got 128 million views I'm like that's Mr. Beast numbers like I haven't seen YouTubers pull that but the kid content is just crazy with that and I saw another video they had it was like 215 million two years ago I'm like Jesus Christ yeah I've watched some short films on YouTube like of like remake of like the Halloween movies and they end up being better than the movie that we actually got. So I support independent filmmakers and stuff like that. I love I love to do that. It's awesome. A lot of them know how to make it better than like even with people making games too, they know how to make it better than these big budget AAA games. And that's the problem with these blockbusters is that uh too much bullshit in it. I feel like independent people don't have a lot of money, so more creativity goes behind it because you have to be creative about what you do. And I feel like if you have money, you can just pay for what you want. Like if it doesn't work out the way you want it, you just CGI it or a green screen something together. Kind of like the Blair Witch Project. It's like more realistic. And that's the thing with independent ones too. Like like you said, you ain't got a much budget, so you had to The Blair actually... Witch Project was insane. Like the amount of money that movie made for how horrible it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying but to say. But marketing plays a big part on that. So I heard the dude like made up the whole like website page and everything. Yeah, he literally like they literally thought that those three people that were in the movie actually went missing. That was their marketing campaign. Like they actually thought that those people were missing, that they actually died out there. So that was pretty cool. That was creative. But the movie was horrible. It was. She's like sitting in the corner and all of a sudden you're like trying to see the camera. She moves it over to the creature and I'm like, yeah. And then the parody movies that they made, like, what happened to them? <laughs> like the um hot Twilight parody movie. Vampire Sucks. Yeah. The scary, scary movies. movies. Whatever happened to those? I feel like the world's gone too sensitive now that they wouldn't pass nowadays. Woke. Yeah. Woke culture ruined it. And cancel culture. Literally canceling cancel culture doesn't exist because you can't cancel a person. They're still going to be there. Right. It just, I think the problem with how powerful cancel culture is, is the problem with it affects your money because big companies will be like, well, I don't want to work with this person anymore. And that could have been your primary. Like, let's just say YouTube, you're making a living off of YouTube. That's your only primary source. And then these advertisers that you're making, like Manscaped, uh, you know, Honey and HelloFresh, they're like, oh, shit, they're sending us a lot of emails, giving us a lot of hate. Let's pull this person away from our brand. And then you're losing money from them. And then YouTube demonetizes you and you just lose a bunch of money. And I think... You losing money is the biggest reason why people are afraid of cancel culture. Yeah. It's because, like, you could be an influencer and all these brands pull out from you. And you might not be like a Mr. Beast or David Dobrik where it's like, if you get canceled, you're like, it ain't going to hurt me. I continue. Sometimes it might do you some good, like Morgan Wallen. He got canceled and he got bigger from it. But that doesn't always happen. Yeah, like Jason Aldean now. It didn't work for them. 
me personally, I don't listen to Jason Aldean, so I didn't care either way. I mean, I did listen to his like stuff back in the day, but I don't care about the new song. Who cares? I don't even listen to country like that. I watched the video. I watched the video and listened to the song, and I was like, this sounds like a typical country song. I don't see the difference. I mean, I do see what they're saying because he literally did film it in like a place where lynchings happen. But I mean, like people do stuff like that all the time. So. Right, there's like a little, uh, there's this little rock place, it's called Catherine's Furnace, and I was like, okay. And a friend told me there, she's like, yeah, they used to burn black people in here. But it's like a monumental thing, like people go and visit it. So it's, it's, it's just weird how people try to cancel stuff, people for stuff that... Especially comedy has gotten bad. Yeah, you can't even it. joke no more. People get mad and attack a attack the comedian. Yeah. I don't know. It's, the world is just weird now. I hate it. Can we go back to the 2000s? Yeah. This is, like you said, the cancel culture. Everybody's offended. Like, you just playing GTA online. That could have not... That wouldn't have bothered anybody in 2014-13. When they literally have it as the option, because you can mobile game on TikTok, like you can stream from Twitch, whatever, and it'll go to, you can directly do it from your TikTok, too. Like, you can be doing both. You can be on Twitch and TikTok streaming at the same time. So, that's what I was doing. And they can't TikTok ban me for, like, 24 hours. You but have I got your my phone going to it? So, you're playing GTA on your phone? No, I was playing it on my PS5, but it was streaming to my phone into Twitch into TikTok. But Twitch didn't, it didn't affect Twitch? No. Because I had it as marked on TikTok, too, as, like, 18 and above, but still, I got banned. But then I appealed it, and they gave me my access back. Because literally people get up there every day and play it, so what's the difference? And then you put an 18 plus, they were probably like, well, he did warn them. Yeah. That's why TikTok is so, like, weird. You have to be very careful. Social media, period. And that's what bothers me, because it's like these big companies, they just want to censor what you have to say. Like, Mark Zuckerberg came out with threads. Nobody wants to go on threads because they know they're going to be censored. You know, you can't talk about politics, which I get it. You don't really want, nobody really wants to talk about politics. But if I crack a dark humor joke, then it's a big issue. And that's the problem I have, is the censorship. Yeah, it's kind of mean. Bothers me, because it's like, it takes the creativity and fun out of everything. Like, a, a scary movie nowadays wouldn't do as good. Because people get so buttered over the smallest things. Right. It's sad to think about. Like, the horror industry in general is falling off because you can't do, like, crazy stuff anymore because people get so offended easily. And they're getting offended about things that happened, like, years ago. They're like, oh, well, you made a black joke 10 years ago, so it was acceptable to make a black joke 10 years ago. It was acceptable to dress like a woman and make it a joke. You know, now they're like, oh, you're making fun of women. Cancel. What? <laughs> I don't know, the world's just becoming a weird place. Uh, I hate it. I mean, I get it on some things, but other things, like, you're like, okay, it's not that I mean, big I get deal. it if you attack somebody's race, their gender, family, anything like that. I mean, to a certain extent, it's understandable, but, like, some stuff just gets crazy. Like, scary movie. That's all jokes. It's all funny. Yeah. But nowadays, people be like, no, you can't. We're not going yeah, if Scary Movie came out nowadays, it definitely wouldn't have 
been as popular as it was. Like where Shane Dawson came out, like the original Shane. Because there's literally at like streams that have took scary movie off because of how um people feel about it now. Like don't try to play like everybody watched it when it came out. Right, don't it didn't, it didn't matter like who you were, everybody's seen it. And you probably still watch it. And it's sad because, like, if you do make your money online, it can affect it. And it can affect your personal job, too, because you can be, like, working at Staples. And they're like, hey, man, I don't know what you did online. All this stuff is coming out, but we have to let you go. We're getting a lot of hate for it. And then yeah. it starts affecting your personal life. You're like, what the fuck? I know a lot of people on TikTok that have posted videos where they're doing stuff at work and they get fired. Like, literally. Stupid. Like, don't film at work. That's why, like... I haven't, like, made stories about my work because I got some juicy fucking stories from work. But I never talk about it because I know that they're watching. Like, right now, I could probably go online and talk about big lots because I don't work there anymore. Right, there's nothing. And you don't even live in that state. There's nothing they can do. I could talk about Chick-fil-A. I could say lots of stuff. See, I'm still currently working here. That's why I haven't said nothing. Even if, when I do leave, I'm not going to, like say the name of the place i'm just gonna and that's why i have nicknames for everybody nobody knows who i'm talking about because they all got nicknames and some of the people have left so i'll like i'll speak about them but you know my gm and stuff they're pretty laid back and stuff so they don't really give a shit but i still when i if i have a story about work here and there i um i'd like keep out the name and the location and the people like i'll give them a fake name that's smart so nobody could say that I'm talking about them. And a lot of it's just jokes too. Like we've been joking in the laundry room with me and Hufflepuff. I call her Hufflepuff because that's what house she's in, and she likes Harry Potter, but that's not her real name. You know, my girlfriend. I'll you know, I'll go and just say girlfriend, or I'll say um, my love or love bug. I have a nickname for her now. It's called Love Bug, but she she's pretty good to me. She's a real good girlfriend. Did she ever message me back is what I'm trying to figure out. Now yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, babe. I know you're probably listening to this episode eventually, but I'm, I just text you back. <laughs> nah, she's pretty cool. She's so annoying. What? He's not talking about my girlfriend. He's talking about somebody on his phone. Why are you ignoring me? I'm literally not. I'm doing something. I can't, can't text you at the moment. Right. He's busy talking about the state of the movie industry, the state of TikTok. Everything's just going downhill, man. It's just like nothing good's happening now. So that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate you coming and being on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. Before he leaves, I got to tell y'all something. So I have his old number and his new number saved under the same name. And I texted him. Oh, my God. And he sent me his address. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'm probably going to be there at 10 tomorrow, he said. Or leaving here at 10 tomorrow. He said, okay. I text him, good morning, about 7-something. No response. Okay. Text him again around 10, called him three times, well, I called him about twice around 10, asking him if he's still available, if he's down, no response. I said, okay. So I called him about another time at 11, and no response. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the gym. 
So I go to the gym for about an hour or two. Called him again at one. No response. I'm like, okay, I think he's just blowing me off at this point. Whatever. So I go to the gas station, getting gas. I'm like, I got to give him a call before I go out there. But I, I paid for a hotel. So I'm like, you know, you know, I don't want it to be like just chilling here by myself and doing an episode. You know, and so I give it a call and it's some random Hispanic dude. He's like, yeah, you got the wrong number. And I was like, fuck. So I reached out to Zach on TikTok and he responded, thank goodness. Thank yeah, God he gets on if TikTok. If you need to find me, I'll always be there. <laughs> right. You responded quickly and I was like, oh, what is your number? Just to make sure that number was. And then you gave it to me and I went into your uh, information and it had your number. But then I was like, oh, what it probably did was sent all those messages after me and you text to that new number. And that guy was annoying. I left voice messages too. I left two voicemails. The guy should have answered him and like, hey man, like you got the wrong number, my guy. Man, she's blowing your phone up. It's crazy. You might as well answer that. I'm not. You ain't gonna stop. No, it was not hers. Um, oh. the Snapchat group. I mean, they always do random group calls. It'd be like five o'clock in the morning, and my phone will start buzzing, and I'm like over there about to go to sleep because I stayed up till five o'clock. I'm like, I'm literally about to go to sleep. Yeah, your phone's been going off on different things. That's why I think you're famous, man, because your phone's, like, constantly... My shit is dry. Well, mine is not. Like, you can have mine if you want to take all of them. Yours is, like, like constantly. I've seen, I looked over throughout this episode here and there. I'm not reading or anything. I'm just seeing it pop up. I'm like, damn, he's got a lot of people. He's popular. Not popular. But, yeah, I ended up getting in contact through TikTok, he gave me his number. It was saved in my phone. You're lucky that I actually saw the message because I get like 3,000 messages probably in a day. See if I was verified and put it at the top. Yeah. But I wasn't. Why you get 3,000 messages a day? Spam? Jesus Christ. People are like, come to my live. Come to my live. No. That's what I should have said. Come to my live. <laughs> Even though I'm not going live. <clears throat> That's what I'm going to say to you next time. I'm going to be like, come to my live. It's a joke. You're going to live. <laughs> yep, that's the point. Come to my live. <laughs> come see me in live. But y'all are annoying. So, thank goodness you saw it and you messaged me back. And I was like, okay, so I, I removed the number after I showed you. Because you showed me your phone and I showed you mine. Because I just wanted to show you, like, look what I've been doing. Because you probably were thinking, like, where the hell is he? Why I was like, he's, he's not I was gonna call you, but I had just I was just laying in bed and I was like I don't even I wasn't even paying attention to my phone. Then I heard TikTok go off. I was like, oh, somebody messaged me. And you saw my name. You're like, what the fuck? I was literally watching um reruns of Judge Judy. Because yeah, I was like, there's no way this man just told me to come see him after we've been planning this for a week and then blew me off. But then when I heard that Hispanic guy, I'm like, okay, I got the wrong number. For I me. just thought you like had something come up. I was gonna. <laughs> Thank God you have it on vibrate. What? They got toxic. <laughs> they ain't gonna stop. What is wrong with them today? They just blowing your phone up. They do this every day. It's literally nonstop. How do you do that when you're in class? When I'm in class, I put it on Do Not Disturb. So I don't, I don't ever have no it. wonder you always put it on Do Not Disturb here and there. I didn't know your phone was going off like this. Because sometimes I'll text you and be like, Zach is on like sleep mode right now or do not disturb mode right now. 
Yeah, that's why I don't respond back because I've always forget I have it on do not disturb and then I'll take it off and I'll be like, oh, nobody messaged me. And then I'll go and look and I'll be like, ding, 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 oh. ding, ding. It'd be shit like. And that's why sometimes my phone gets overloaded and like literally I can't do nothing because I mean, look at it. You'll have to change your number. <laughs> I'm just going to leave the Snapchat group. It's funny. Right. I'm going to mute them. Toxic asses. They something else, though. Thank God it stopped. You might have spoken too soon. I know, right? <laughs> I thought TikTok was bad. That's why I like, don't have my messages coming through my phone anymore. Like, I just, like, if I'm up there, I'll see it. But if I'm not, oh, well. Right. That's what I'm going to do with Snapchat. Because it's annoying. How many people are in that group? Probably like 32. Jesus Christ. <laughs> are all these people you know, or are these people or other people's people? These are people I met through TikTok. We're like, it's like them groups I was telling you about. I'm a part of one. So everybody in the group's in there. It's, it gets annoying. Seems like <laughs> you should see it when we do the group call on Snapchat. It's like so loud and congested. How do people uh, and people talking over each other? Oh, yeah, because you can literally call up to 100 people on Snapchat and have like a group call. That's insane. Speaking of group call, freaking Zoom pissed me off because now they only give you 40 minute calls and you have to now pay for it. I used to go like two, three hours. I've never used Zoom. <laughs> Who do you use? Nobody. Nobody. Because Michael has his own podcast. Me and him do together. It's like a sports one and then like a addiction one. So like we'll we'll have to like talk for forty minutes and then we we'll have to stop. I have to wait four minutes to call him back and then do another forty minutes. And it's like, ugh, it's a pain in the ass. But Zoom wants like fifteen dollars a month. I'm like, you're out your ever loving mind if you think fifteen dollars a month. No, I think I'll pass on that one. Hell no. Not at all. You know, I am not going to pay that much for something I probably won't even use that much. This is literally what they do all day. Emojis, sounds. Just random. It's so annoying. <laughs> I could see that being a problem. So, I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to move this chair out the way so you have leg space now. Whatever. So thank you for having me. No, uh, thank you for uh coming on and yeah. giving us knowledge about the movie industry and film school and I'd be TikTok. happy to do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Uh we'll do it and then you know, we'll have one after you graduate and tell me where you go from there. I don't know where I grab my keys for. I'm not hopefully going. Hopefully I'll be able to freelance a little bit and you know, gain more knowledge. Hopefully I get, I'm not really worried about getting on the big movie set first off, but if I do, I do. If you don't, you don't. If I don't, I don't. And if I don't go nowhere in the film world, I always have TikTok to fall back on, so. You can be an influencer. Yeah. You have the knowledge. I think I'm just not interested in doing that. I'm just doing it to get me through college. If this film thing falls through, do you have a plan B or no? Not really. I could be an author. Write books? Yeah. 
I guess that's my plan B. I wrote a book halfway through, and I'm on like it. I'm still in the same chapter that I told you last time I was on. I actually have wrote. I have to have three books, and they're all like at a standstill, and I don't know where to go with them. That's where I'm at. Like I don't know where they continue with my story. Yeah, I'm like, should I just end it here? Don't make sense. And I literally have a screenplay that I was writing last semester before I got like all my health trouble started and I was literally have like 33 pages and now I don't remember like where I was going with it so I don't know that was a problem with me I started my book in May of 2021 and then like here I am in 2023 and it's like I've had so many kills in the book I'm like okay I need to find an ending but then I wanted to make a second book from the detective's point of view but then I'm like I gotta remember all the areas that I had the detective in and then all the bodies that he's finding throughout the thing. And I'm like, that's going to be a lot to re- try to remember. Yeah, we have to write a 90, like a 99 page screenplay this semester. So that should be fun. About what? Anything? Yeah, like, I'm sure they let us pick the topic. But you have to do it before you graduate. Like it's one of our requirements. That, um, that film that you uh, turn in at the end of your senior year. Mm-hmm. Do you get to take that film with you? Um. Well, they show it at school, and then you get the choice to send it out to film festivals, and then they'll pick it up from there, and they post it on YouTube sometimes, most of the time. I'd like to see your film because I know I'm not going to be at your school to see it. The the newer ones that have been they've been doing like the ones last year. They posted on YouTube. The ones before that, though, they didn't because they just started a YouTube channel last year. So they usually post most of them to YouTube. Usually the ones that um go to the film festival are posted. And sometimes they post the ones that don't. I guess they post the good ones and the bad ones. They try not to. But mostly nobody's has been bad because it's your movie. You make it how you want it. Like People either like it or they don't. Right. So. The, I don't really think I've seen a bad one, in my opinion. It's so weird how you could tell the difference between, like, a YouTube video and a movie. Yeah. Like, even, like, when I watch Mr. Beast, you could still tell it's, like, a YouTube video. I'll send you the link to um the YouTube video, I mean, the YouTube page, so you can watch some of the past ones. A lot of the past ones have been really good. Like, really, really good. Like, you, one of them, you could even tell it was a student movie. Like, I thought it was, like, a... You know, a professional short filmmaker. It was really that good. Some of them are emotional. Though. They, like, make you cry. And then there's some that are funny. And editing plays a big part. Like, when we were talking about earlier, trying to get that. I don't know why a lot of them, like, even music videos, they're, like, full screen. So you can see the film, but then it's, like, the black bar up here and black bar here instead of doing wide. Is there a reason why they do that? Yeah, because of the, the space it takes to make it wide. It takes too much to be wide, mm-hmm. so it's easier to do it in full. Yeah, it's just the way it's formatted. Your formatting automatically does it to the where it has the black bars. It's just the way they do it. I mean, you can do it widescreen, but the file is larger. And take up more space? Yeah, and it takes longer to download. So, My thing is, like, how the fuck do you go through so much footage... And be able to piece what's good and what's not. Because, like, what if we have, like, 16 shots of you sitting in this bed right here? Like, the way we do it in school is you literally go through and you start with your first scene. You label it, like, scene one, you know, take one. 
then single one, take two, blah, 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 blah. Then you go through each one. And then if there's a bad one, then you just go in and relabel it and say audio messed up or um, talking. Like some people, you can hear people in the background. You'll put that up there. You just make a note of it and make sure you're not to use that clip or camera quality was poor. You just have to go through each. You have to literally sit and go through each clip. Like, have to watch it. Because the audio and camera are separate and you have to link them together. So your audio may, be, may sound good, but then when you put it with the video, it might not, like, link up together. You y'all yeah. use DaVinci, right? We use, um... You can use DaVinci, but I think we mostly use Premiere. Because that's what our school computers have. I mean, it has DaVinci. But you we have everything in Premiere. Like we can use anything for free. With DaVinci, you have to pay for some stuff that you use. So I think we're going to use DaVinci more this year than we did last year. It's just your preference. Do you think Premiere, in your personal opinion, have you used both? I've only used Premiere. I think I used DaVinci once. DaVinci is by far superior. It makes the better. It's better in just all aspects. Premiere is more complicated to use. But that's just what I know how to use because that's what they taught us. So it's probably what I'll use. But you say Premiere is more complicated, but DaVinci is Yeah, more... DaVinci literally makes it easier for you to do anything. Like you can, you basically Premiere, you have to do everything step by step. DaVinci, you can just put it in there and do it, do it how you want it. Do you think that's what the professionals use? Like big movies, like people, like if I'm making a Halloween movie or if I'm making... It literally is personal preference. A lot of people do use DaVinci, but there's Premiere, there's a bunch of other ones you can use that I, that I don't really know the name to, but... CapCut. Yeah. There's literally any any movie software, it's just personal preference of what you like and don't like. For me, I like DaVinci and Premiere, but there's other platforms people use. It's just personal preference. Like, if you've used it for a while, you're going to continue to use it because you know how to use it. Because learning a new software is not easy. I'm trying to learn DaVinci right now because I was using, for my ASMR videos, I was using my phone and just recording here, and then I was editing, but then uh, Light Leap that I was using, I loved using it. Now that's like, you got to pay for it, and I'm like, fuck. So I ended up getting DaVinci, but then I got that guy who got me that mask and the other mic, he got me a camera. It's the M95, or I think the M, M something like that. I think M95 or something. So I have like the... SD card, but I'm trying to figure out how to like go on my computer and delete the footage because what it does is when I bring it up, I'll be looking for the new footage, but it'll have the old ones on the SD card that I had recorded first. So I'm like trying to get to the fifth one and I have to go through one, two, three, four to get the five. So I'm like, I need to delete these because I don't need these. Yeah, that's literally the most time consuming part sitting there and piecing together your clips. That's what I hate the most. Because on your phone, when you sync it into your computer, you can just go and scroll through. You know exactly where to find it. But with the SD card, it's like it brings it up full screen. And then you just got to click, click, click. And it's just a little bit more of a pain in the ass. <laughs> but the quality is much better. Girl, you are. Is what I thought. But a lot of people are using iPhones now. But I think there's just some, some shots that the iPhone can't get is the problem. Yeah. It just depends on you really and what you're trying to do. I know a lot of people do use DaVinci now. It's more like the standard 
thing to use. It just and it depends on the person you work for. They may prefer you use DaVinci or they might want you to use an older software. It just depends. This is complicated. Yeah, it seems like a lot for movies and film and stuff. Yeah, because if you've literally been using Premiere and they want you to use DaVinci, then you literally have to go learn how to use DaVinci and you're stuck on your Premiere ways, so you really don't know what to do. It's, it's complicated. I think whoever you hire, if they have a good job doing with that program, I just tell them, stick with that program. If if I like watch some of their work and it looks fantastic, I'm be like, well, I guess, you know, I'm not going to make you use DaVinci, I'll just make you use Premiere. Mm if it comes out great but if it's like shitty quality premiere then i'm like yeah you might need to go to davinci but yeah, if it's, it's top notch then i'm like okay different i don't know davinci just has more options than premiere does like more color better color grades and stuff like that for coloring it's just i don't know it's more advanced premiere is just kind of like you just have to play with it until you get it right and that's annoying yeah it's like it used to be like adobe flash and then it became premiere and now we got davinci that's annoying. I don't blame you. That's why I don't want to be an editor. So I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, because it's like color grading. Texture, but I do enjoy structure. it because you get like, I mean, you're there by yourself, or you sometimes have people there with you, but you're there with your little group and you're just editing. It's fun, but not for me. But I would try it, like if something. Like if I was needing to do editing, I would, but it's not my first choice. If I if I had to edit, I would like I rather would like try to edit a music video, because yeah. I think that would be easy. Because when I went to the NF music video for Outcast, they played the they would make us do the scenes, but they would play the music out loud. So when they would record the camera, Nate would sing along with the song, and that's what they do. I was like, hmm, I didn't know that. And then they had like certain different camera angles that they would use. And it was just like they had one big camera sitting on one of those long arms that would go over the top of the cage. And then they had that one guy had like this oval look thing. So it was like coming out here, but then he would hold it like this. I don't think people realize how much it goes into the take to make a music video, a movie, TV show, anything. Like I don't think they realize how much it takes. Like people were like, why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that? Like if you, till you literally worked on the set or been on the set. You'll understand, you start to understand why they didn't do it and couldn't do it because it comes down to time, money, and your what you have available to you. Exactly, whether it's people, objects. Sometimes it's just not doable. That's why I hate people who knock on movies and stuff. Like, yeah, the movies suck, but it still had good qualities. I mean, like the new screen movies, yeah, they they are not terrible, but they're not good. I guess because people think because these are big budget movies that they can just have, they have unlimited sources. And that's not true. I mean, they have more access than probably some small filmmaker does, but it's just you have they only have actors in location for a limited time. There's not much you can do. Like you just have to roll with it. Unless if you like own the land or something. Yeah. Like my house would be good for a horror movie because it's like two story. It looks like a fucking. We should do a. We should do a short movie. Let's make a horror short film. Because the thing about my house is that it's woods around it, but my back, my my front I yard. Have a script. My front yard is empty. So you know your backyard as your old house. That's what my front yard looks like. That much space, but it's all grass, and then it's got woods going around. The maze. It. 
at my old house would be a good place oh to go. Oh my home. god, have that guy come out there too, Mr. Mm-hmm. Creep. That was literally scary. God, I haven't been back since. Me neither. I don't think I'll ever go back. It's where my nightmares live. God, that place gives me the chills just thinking about it. It'd be a great horror movie, though. Yeah. I want to make some horror short films. Yeah, I got plenty of woods. I got 17 acres if you ever want to do something in the woods. Yeah, I'm down. But yeah, my house was creepy as hell. It's big as fuck, too. It looks like something that'd be long enough like a Michael Myers movie. Creepy. Creepy as hell. So, how do they do that effect? I know that I, I keep saying I'm going to end it, but then I come up with a new question. <laughs> how do they get that? What did they, or why did they blur the background? Like, me and you were sitting here talking, but then they'll blur the background right here. It's just, it depends on if you, there's some stuff in the background that they don't, like the scenes just focus on you, so you don't want the stuff in the background to be the main attraction. That's really it. I like how sometimes they'll make it blurry in the background, and then like there's a person standing back there, and it's focused on you. Like, let's just say the camera, you're the camera guy right now looking at me, and you have me in focus, but then we have another person back here, but then it goes out of focus on me, and then it goes in focus on them, and then it comes back to them being out of focus, and I'm in focus. Yeah. I thought that's pretty damn cool, how they pull that off. It's just matter of how you want it done it depends on the director and what they want really some people prefer to leave the background you know just not blurry and have it out there but some people prefer to have it blurry depends on the person really because a lot of them do blurry a lot of them tv shows and stuff they do blurry it's just to focus let you know that the scene is focusing on them and not to worry about what the what the background is doing Right, especially if there's a guy back there picking his nose or something, yeah. an extra. And literally, there's a lot of them. If you go back and watch a lot of the old TV shows and movies, things like that, you can catch mistakes that people have done. I like doing that. So I go back and, like, literally with The um, Last of Us, you can literally see the film crew in one of the episodes, and it's like, how did y'all not catch that when you were editing? Like, your editor must not have been paying attention at all. It's so weird because, like, Certain things can happen, and then, like, you'll notice it. I remember um, there was a Robert uh, De Niro movie. I can't remember what it is, but he gets in the car, and the car blows up. But right before it starts, you stop it, and you see there's a dummy in the car. I was like, wow. In The Last of Us, they changed the part where, like, the girl is left behind because she's been bitten, and she's like, I stay behind. The zombies come in, but that's not the original. In the game, it was the military that came in. Yeah, but that's why they, when they make games in the TV shows, they just change it because if you want it to be like the game, go play the game. That's right. how they. That's how people see it. But they thought it'd be better. Honestly, the TV show wasn't that bad, but it wasn't like Walking Dead level. Yeah, I would have picked a different Ellie though. She, she, I don't know. She was just got darn ugly. Yeah. And she's a kid, so let me not be weird about that. 
don't know. They always do that with video games, like movies. They just change the story. I guess cause to keep you interested. Because if you see play the game, then you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. That's why they switch it up on you. And you're like, oh, well, that's not like the game. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. That's a smart way of looking at it. Shock factor. You're like, oh, I know it's going to go this way, so I don't even have to. I can just skip to the next scene, and then you skip the whole scene, and it's not what happened, and you have to go back and rewatch it. And you're like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, that's why I do that. The Walking Dead was doing good for a while, but then it just like, yeah. It fell off. Yeah. Know? I only really enjoyed the first three seasons, and I watched it past that because attachment to the characters. And then they kill all your favorite characters, so then you're like, screw this, I'm not watching none of it no more. Right, screw this show. It's so weird how, like, Japan does theirs. Like, they'll do an anime, and they'll kill the main character, and then bring the main character back. America will, like, keep the main character. I actually enjoy movies who make you think the person's the main character, and then they die. Like, that's enjoyable. And it's like, because it's like shock factor. You're like, oh, the main character is not going to die. And then, boom. Stab dead. Dead. Like, I, honestly, people might get mad about this, but I think Sydney should have been dead already. I think, like, um, which, which like I love, face do you think she should have been Like, I love her and all, but I feel like in, they should have ended it. Or at least, like, her being on, I don't know, I think she should just be dead already. So you can tell right when they're about to kill her. Then it starts getting funny. Like, they'll slow down their run, or yeah. they'll do something to interfere the kill, and I'm like, I think okay. the only ones that really got close to killing her was um, Roman and Jill. They're the only ones that successfully almost killed her. Which one do you think should have done it? Honestly, Roman, because I don't think Scream 4 should really exist. I think Scream 3 was su- suffice. I don't think they should have continued on. Like, it didn't need a to be four, five, and six, but it's there. Same thing with Leatherface. It's gotten to the point where it's just like, eh. Yeah, that new Netflix movie was horrible. I don't know why they did that. That was really terrible. And it, they got to the point where they're like, oh, this is popular? Well, let's make a backstory. At least the screen movies were kind of enjoyable a little bit. I mean, it wasn't like the first three. But you could switch the killer, so you can't really switch a Jason or a Mike or a Freddy. But you could switch a ghost face. They made it so, like, me and you can be ghost face in the next movie. That's how they made it, but me and you can't be Michael or Jason. It wouldn't work. Or Chucky. It wouldn't work. Like the Chucky TV series. I can't believe that's doing so good. I watched it. it was, I was not that impressed. I mean, but to each their own. Right. Some people might be like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever, but I feel like they shouldn't have made any more after Child's Play 3. That's what I think they should but I do like I do like the Bride of Chucky, but the Seed of Chucky is just stupid. With Glenn and all that. It's yeah. just the comedy, really. Yeah, I think they should have stopped it at the Bride but of the Chucky. But co- well, the Code of Chucky was actually pretty good. Then they make one that's just called Chucky, and it's just like on the front of the movie, it's just him standing there. Yeah, that's the remake. Oh, uh, it's remake. Yeah, I never saw that. It was bad. And then the curse of Chucky. That one was alright. Wasn't horrible. It was better than the seed of Chucky, <laughs> but it wasn't good as Child's Play. Oh man, Child's Play still gets me. Where she's like, "You speak, or I'm gonna toss you in the fire." 
You stupid that's like bitch, people, you fucking slut. That's like people say Jaws is the best shark movie when there's far more superior shark movies out there. Jaws is really not the best one. My girlfriend didn't like me like shitting on Jaws, and then I told her I'd never seen it before. I mean, Jaws is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, I mean, it was made in the seventies, eighties. So I mean, but Deep Blue Sea is far superior. What do you think about Meg? It was pretty good. It wasn't better than Deep Blue Sea, but it's good. I just feel like it's gotten to the point where it's like the shark attacks are a little bit unrealistic. Like yeah. in Soul Surfer, when she lost her arm, that looked realistic as hell. Yeah, that really got me. That scared the shit out of me. I didn't want to be in the water. So that was realistic. But watching like Megalodon, like some big fucking shark the size of a building. Sharknado. Oh my god. My <laughs> girlfriend knew about that and she was like explaining it to me because I've seen like the commercial with the tornado with the sharks in, but I've never watched it. It's actually kind of funny. I told her, I was talking to her about it, and she said she's seen it and was going into detail, and I was laughing the whole time. It's, I mean, they're horrible movies, but you watch it to laugh because it's funny. If you are going to pick a genre, what genre is it going to be? Horror. Well, they don't know that. I do, but they don't. Horror, crime, thriller, things like that. That's what I enjoy. I mean, drama and comedy are like back burners. Like, if... Like, horror doesn't work out, but comedy's kind of on a downfall. Right. Do you think horror is, like, easier to make than, like, an action movie? No. I think action movies are just, I don't know, overplayed. They're played out. Because, literally, there's not so much you can do. And it's a lot of CGI. You think if it wasn't so much CGI, it'd be cool? Sort of. But um, same thing with horror movies now. It's a lot of CGI, green screen, big stuff like that. It's just not fun anymore. And they keep reusing the same thing over and over again, just changing it a little bit. What's it called? Uh, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Like they're coming out with a new Strangers. Did you hear that? No. Is it going to be Strangers 3? No. They're like making like a requel. Like, they did Scream, so it's going to be, like, a completely new movie. I like the first one. Yeah. So, they're basically acting like the first two didn't exist. Well, maybe the first one, but not definitely not the second one. But they're still going to be the same killers. But I think different people are playing them. I don't know if the same people are playing them. And it's a different director. Oh, but God. the director that's actually doing it has potential to be good. So, I don't know. And they're making, they're supposedly making three movies. So, we'll see. The problem with the second one I had is you could tell the dude wasn't the dude from the first one. Yeah. I I think the second one was good, but the first one is... I think the second one focused too much on like, the killing part instead of the like generally stalking part, you know? Yeah. The part that made the first one really creepy. Yeah, and then, like... I think that's the go... first horror movie that i ever seen that actually I was generally scared... Me and Brent watched it, uh, Brent Rowland, we watched it back in, when it, like, was on DVD, and it creeped the shit out of us. We watched it in broad daylight, and it still brought, like, creeped us out. Yeah, you cannot watch that movie and not get freaked out. Right, because it, it could be realistic. It's um, it's not too far-fetched, is the thing. It's not yeah, it far-fetched. Could, it could really happen. Maybe the phone situation 
them breaking in and breaking the phones. That's a, or like the woman just standing there and he comes out of the like doorway. Yeah, they would probably kill you quicker than they did. But I mean, it's still you never know how people are. Right. People enjoy torture. BTK. Yeah. David Parker Ray. Yeah, it, it's so weird. Like the second one, it was weird because it was like. They were leaving their house in the subdivision and the suburbs to go trailer park. Deserted trailer park that nobody's living in. <laughs> I was like, what? And you, and you literally <laughs> haven't heard from the people that you're supposed to get the key from. You haven't heard from them. And you're literally going to go to their house and be like, hey, are y'all okay? <laughs> like, obviously not. They haven't answered your phone call. And they're not in the office. Look, the moment I didn't see him in the office, I'm getting a truck. I'm going to hell home. The moment they didn't answer my phone call before I leave the house, I'm like, hey, we're going back in the house. Why would I vacation at an abandoned trailer park? Like, that's dumb. Like, I would have not, if I would have shown up and saw that, I would have driven away. And I like the way they ended the movie because you don't know if they actually, I mean, you pretty much know that the guy died, but you don't know, like the first one, you don't know if the woman actually was dead or not because of the end, it's like a jump scare where she's supposedly alive, so you don't know if she actually died or not. I kind of like that. I feel like they should have continued with that. Yeah. Because, you know, the three of them left in the truck, and then she, Liv Tyler, jumped up and was yelling at the boy, like, but they could have continued with it. They like opened You could have made it to where she's now married and has kids, and she's having, like, PTSD from the attack or whatever, and then she goes on vacation or something, and boom, here they come again. Yeah, to vacation on, like, a beach house or something. I don't know. Literally, they could have done anything besides the abandoned trailer park. But then they waited so many years to do it, too. Yeah. From, like, 2008 to 2018, and then it was like, okay, now it's too far And the kills in there were not generally enjoyable, except for killing the people that were actually killing people. Right. Yeah. And you could tell, like, her trying to climb out the, the roof thing. She's over there struggling. I'm like, come on now. You did. You're, you're bullshitting too much. Yeah. My, my adrenaline would have kicked in and I would have pulled myself right through that roof in that bathroom. Fuck that guy. And I feel like if you were going to make a movie about three people who go around killing people and they're supposed to get away, I mean, actually make make them get away, like not kill them off. Like that guy supposedly was the only one that lived. Like he's sitting there in the burning truck, literally on fire, but he's now still going. And he's walking towards her and everything. And then he just drops. I'm like, come on now. Come on. Not believable. Not at all. I feel like if they made it more realistic, it would have been a lot scarier. Well, the first one, like Paul already said, is the one, like the first Jeepers Creepers, terrifying. Second one was okay. Second one was kind of scary, but the first one's just far superior. Oh, yeah. It's always the second movie just, like, that's completely where... rips the franchise apart. And that's what I liked about the strangers because I'm like, okay, they left it an open ending. So like you said, she could get married, have you know, have flashbacks, maybe even drive past the house and give her flashbacks. Like she's headed to vacation and she drives by. Well, little do we know they both lived. I mean, how could you know? Like we didn't actually see that he was dead, but like, he could have just passed out from his wounds. Cause there's literally been a lady who was stabbed like a hundred times and like her neck was literally hanging off her body and she lived. Like you could. And people were talking about, well, Chad got stabbed like 22 times in a new screen movie. How is he still alive? It could literally happen in real life. Right. You just miss all the arteries or you just nick it a little bit. Like, 
yeah, there's been horror, like, I mean, crime stories where I've seen where people have literally been stabbed like 70, 80 times and they live. Don't know how, but they do. It's possible. Like, that's when I was talking about there, this lady got abducted by like two guys and they literally like stabbed her like 80 times, like just all over. And they were trying to like slit her throat and her throat was literally cut and then they couldn't do it. So they just started like trying to cut her head off and they didn't. So they just threw her out. They thought she was dead, but she lived. Damn. I don't know how. That's brutal. Yeah. Damn. They did more stuff, but I'm not going to talk about that. Mm. It's disgusting. Yeah. Did they ever get caught? I don't think they ever solved it, no. But I'm maybe wrong. It's crazy how people get away with some of that. I don't think she could remember anything. Which I wouldn't blame her. I wouldn't remember nothing either. But you'd think there'd be DNA on her body from their hands? Unless if this is old, like, before DNA. It was in the UK, I believe. Oh. Yeah. UK probably, like, don't have as good as technology as we do. But mm-hmm. I feel like in The Strangers, now thinking about it, they could have started the second one of her in the hospital and him in the hospital. And then it was, like, her looking around and everything, and then just, boom. Her wake up, it's a nightmare. Yeah. And then that's when they could have like started the movie. Like you see, she has a husband next to her. It's not the same dude, but new guy. And then you see family portraits. And then you, she walks by the room, see the kids asleep, and she go get water. You know, they could have started like that. You know, that would have been. And then her drive by the house with her new husband on the way to vacation. He doesn't know about it, and she looks at the house and she starts having flashbacks of it. And then he's like, "Babe, you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm good." And then they go to the new place, and then. Starts there, or they could just have their kids like get dropped off at the grandma's house or babysitter some shit, and then it happens to them too. They could have gone in any direction, but they're like, you know what? Subdivision the trailer park. <laughs> so we appreciate everybody listening. Me and him, we're gonna, I don't know. Do something. Do something, because this podcast has been an hour and 33 minutes. But I appreciate you coming on, giving some knowledge. He's making a heart. You know, can't see that. You never will. But we appreciate you coming on and giving us some knowledge and talking about the state of the fuckery we're in, the world. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. And Till next time. Yep, till next time. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.